All right, all right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the May I Have a Word podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gustavo Montes. How are you? What is going on? What is happening? How's everything? How's everyone? What's the latest? What have you guys been up to? What is, how was the weekend? I hope it was fun-filled and all of it was indoors. <laughs> As always, I'm coming to you from inside self-quarantine. We are in day 24 of solitary confinement, day 24. And um, I wish I could say that uh, it's been going good. However, there, um, sadly, there's been a new development <laughs> as things are not as easygoing as I wish they were. And back in 2019, seems like every new day in 2020 comes a brand new uh, kick to the teeth. So, uh, unfortunately, last week, uh, on the day that I found out that I was negative for COVID-19, after it took them almost three weeks to give me the results, um, I had, I started to get a little scratching sensation in my you know, throat, and um, it was getting a little hard to take a deep breath. I really wasn't trying to pay much attention to it, um, especially since everybody right now is freaking the hell out, like whenever they sneeze more than once. So I ignored it, ignored it, ignored it, and then by Thursday of last week, I was in a full-on coughing attack mode to where it's like if I saw anything funny or if I laughed or if I uh in like inhaled really bad or you know if I took a deep inhale deep breath uh it was met with an immediate coughing attack and very painful one at that and you know by Friday I knew that something was going on this wasn't a normal you know little bit of uh, you know, something that could have been, oh, well, you know, I caught like a little cold or something. I knew it wasn't that. And if you're wondering, cause all of you are out there were like, wait a minute, didn't you record a podcast? And you know, you sounded fine. Last Friday's podcast was a work of art by me. It was a miracle because I did everything I could to keep it under control the entire time that I was recording the podcast, it was incredibly painful at times because I was speaking and my mouth was drying up and it was not allowing me to fully breathe normally. And there were times where I'm not sure if you would care to go back and listen to it, there are times where I'm clearing my throat and that those little clearing of the throats were somewhat saving me from getting myself wrapped up into a coughing attack. So it was a real, real struggle to get through that. And unfortunately, the way I felt did not let up by any means necessary. And by Saturday, yours truly found himself in the emergency room back in the emergency room, but this time they did find something. They they took x-rays of my uh, lungs and everything like that. 
And uh, after about 40 minutes of me waiting around in the emergency room, in the room there at the hospital, uh, they did tell me that I did have pneumonia. I uh, don't know how the hell I got it. <clears throat> well, that's what they're saying that I have. But unfortunately, we are now currently stuck in a situation that any respiratory uh, illness, a virus, disease, whatever they want to call it, uh, I do have to get tested yet again for COVID-19. Uh, I'm not happy about it, but they, you know, this is, this is unfortunately the current world that we're living in to where if you get any sort of a respiratory uh, infection, they are going to recommend you get tested for it immediately. Even though I told them that, hey, I already got tested for COVID-19, they said that, that uh, um, enough time has passed to where I could have contracted it somehow, some way. So that's wonderful, right? There you go. So um, uh, I will be getting tested again for COVID-19, which means I get to have my brain stabbed twice more by those syringes, those little, you know, eight inch long Q-tips that they just jam right back up into the nose. So yeah, so unfortunately, that is the latest <laughs> uh, from me health-wise. I do feel all right. I do feel okay after I left the emergency room, after they discharged me. They did write me a prescription for some antibiotics. Uh, they prescribed me an inhaler. I've never needed to use an inhaler before in my life. So they prescribed me an inhaler and I've uh, been... I literally had to ask the, uh, the the pharmacist there when they gave it to me how to use it. I didn't know how to use it. So um, I've used it a few times. And uh, with this whole thing, with this whole pneumonia thing, because I've got allergies going on as well, which has been lovely. But man, has it sucked because... <clears throat> excuse me. Because it... Like, so the whole allergies thing left me really congested. And these coughing attacks that I'm getting are like very, very, very powerful coughing attacks. So it was having me go through these hardcore coughing attacks while I'm congested. And it just literally f felt like someone's just grabbing the biggest drum in the world and just banging the hell out of this drum right in my head and um but the antibiotics they're helping um but with the whole trifecta of the allergies the pneumonia and then you know all this and that <clears throat> I have lost the sense of taste for a small time it's it's slowly coming back it's slowly coming back um I grabbed a bottle of, uh, of Tito's, Tito's vodka. I grabbed a bottle of that and I was, I was inhaling it. I was inhaling the fumes so I could smell the fumes. Cause if I could smell the fumes then you can taste it. So that's what I was doing. I was, I, I was sitting there and I'm like, trying to inhale like a madman, just, you know, looking like a kid sniffing a Sharpie for the first time. And so that's what I was doing. And, um, slowly but surely it's coming back. I uh, had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich earlier and I could taste the I could taste the jellies in it. 
So, yeah, that's that's the latest me and my health adventures of 2020. Let's see what I wake up with tomorrow, huh? See what I wake up with then. But um, but yeah, so that's that. But you know, hey, before we get into it, big rest in peace to Bill Withers, a man that I've listened to his music for for years and years and years, ever since I was a little kid. Bill Withers, man, who was responsible for five of the most iconic songs of all time, just to name a few, Lean On Me, Use Me, Ain't No Sunshine, Lovely Day, and Just The Two Of Us. Those are just to name a few. I mean, the man has written countless, countless classics and, uh, and you know, Bill Withers, what a, what an iconic soul songwriter, man. Uh, really sad to hear that he passed away. And, uh, you know, but hey, at least he didn't pass away from coronavirus, man. We're losing a lot of people to that. And, uh, but he, he unfortunately passed away due to something else. And, uh, and, uh, you know, but, th- but thankfully we have his music. We, you know, we're going to have his music till the end of time. And, um, I'm lucky enough to have been able to, uh, to have lived in his lifetime of his amazing music. And... Uh, fun, funny little story about Bill Withers is that back in 2009, he, along with the assistance of uh, our head football coach Pete Carroll at USC, he helped. Uh, he helped. Pete helped him punk the football team. Uh, there was a linebacker by the name of Marquis Simmons who was uh, who would sing. He he found he found strength in Bill Withers' song "Lean on Me." which, I mean, I'm pretty sure we all have at some point or another in our lives. And uh, Marquise would sing Lean On Me. And, uh, and like, a video went viral of Marquise uh, singing Lean On Me. And so um, so he would sing it for his teammates and whoever, like, really would hear him. And so Bill heard about it. And uh, he called up Pete, and Pete helped them set up a prank to where like, I don't believe none of the students, none of the, the, the football players knew who Bill was because Bill Withers shows up into the film room of USC. The entire football team's in there for a meeting and Bill goes in there and he starts talking about the kids, about a nasty fungus that is spreading like wildfire at USC. And he's talking about how the, how it's a, it's a foot fungus that's spreading to all of the athletes at USC it's in the showers they can't figure out where it is he's literally going on and and you could see it in the faces of some of the football players they're like looking at each other like oh my god do I have it do you have it and like some people are like like looking at each other's feet like oh dude do you have it and so finally uh Bill was like and I just want to let you guys know that you guys have been punked my name is Bill Withers and I hear you like my song lean on me so, uh, you know, everybody claps and laughs and like, you know, re- like relief, like, oh my God, you know, so there's no fungus, right? Um, and he then asks Marquise if he could, you know, do him the honor of singing the song Lean On Me. And Marquise does, uh, he, you know, he stands up, uh, you know, stands up, accepts the challenge to sing the song in front of the man that, you know, that, that wrote it and not only wrote it, he he sang the hell out of it and made it one iconic 
song. And uh, that was a pretty fun memory to be able to relive uh, this past week uh, as we all saw, um, you know, he, uh, as he, um, you know, uh, was, uh, was showing us. Yeah. So, you know, rest in paradise to Mr. Bill Withers once again. Thank you for, uh, giving us the gift of your music. And, uh, with that, we dive into it. We dive into what the hell is going on in our world. Well, tell you what's still going on in our world, and that is jackasses still not adhering to the stay-at-home orders. Yeah, that's right. People still not getting it. People still not getting it. And I mean, you know, like color me crazy, but it's like it's getting worse. It truly is. I swear to God, it's getting worse. It's getting worse from every angle. From every angle, it's getting worse in the sense that it's getting worse from the people that do not care to listen to stay-at-home orders and to people that are in situations that they cannot get out of. Like, nurses are starting to quit left and right. Doctors are starting to quit left and right. We saw the commanding officer of a ship, of a naval ship, quit. Just straight up and quit. He did not want to follow through with orders of President Trump. President Trump was, was, was saying, you know, like, you need to stay aboard this ship. And he's like, no, dude, I can't. I can't, man. You're like you're keeping us here in a dangerous situation. And Trump was like, "All right, then leave." And the and the captain of this naval ship left. And 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 he left in grand fashion. He left with the respect of all the men and women aboard his ship. Sadly, that captain did contract coronavirus. And I hope to God that he's uh beating it and I hope that he's doing well and he's happy and healthy. Um, but you know, it's getting bad out there, man. It's getting bad out there and people are, they're just not getting it, man. They're not getting it. It is, it's insane on how many people think that this is a joke and that this is a vacation and that this is this, this, and that it's seriously, it's sad. It's sad. You know, I see on Instagram, so many people literally not given a damn about what's happening out there in the world. And it just shows how naive they are and how ignorant they are. You know, oh, well, it's not happening to me. It's not happening here. So I'm not going to do anything about it. You know, well, hey, you continue with that reckless rhetoric of yours and we'll see how far it gets you. You know, it's people like that that will drive drunk repeatedly because they're like, I've never been pulled over before, so I'm good. I'm obviously fine. I'm obviously a good drunk driver if I've never been pulled over. So I'm going to drive drunk. Those are those type of people. The people that do not care right now and that are out there still trying to hang out with their friends, still trying to get out, you know, a cool hangout, still trying to look good for the gram. Those are those types of people that drive drunk repeatedly because they can get away with it or they have gotten away with it. Well, like most things in life, sweetie, they're not going to last forever and you will get caught. So unfortunately, that's still going on, you know, and, and, and it's all over the world. It's all over the world about jackasses not getting the pin, not getting the hint. 
It's in, it's in Tempe, Arizona. It's in Los Angeles, California. It's in Jacksonville, Florida. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. There's stupid people everywhere. And, you know, I thought that Los Angelinos were, were, were getting it, were, were truly getting it. But this past weekend was just another slap to the face of reality that, no, there are stupid people and an exuberant amount of stupid people here in the city of L.A. Oh, it's so sad, man. It's so sad. But, you know, these privileged individuals, they don't get it. They don't. They don't. And... You know, I, I just hope that they don't live to regret it because those because those types of people that live to regret it, they don't know how to get through it. They don't because they don't have the they don't have. You know, we'll like we'll just call it the, you know, the intelligence to accept that they were wrong. Because if God forbid they get sick with coronavirus, they will sit there and wonder, oh, my God, well, why is this happening to me? Yeah, well. That's always the excuse of a privileged person. Always the excuse of a privileged person is question the universe why bad things are happening to them. Just be like me and be like, eh, well, when bad shit happens, bad shit happens. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. So as of right now, 43 states, along with the District of Columbia, D.C., uh, they put in the safer at home. That's... That still leaves seven states out there thinking, nah, you know what? We're good. We're good. We're, you know, we're not going to get sick. We're not going to get sick. We're, we're good. We're good. Seven states out there think that they are perfectly A-OK. So God bless you. Whoever seven you are, God bless you. You know, there's heartbreaking stories all over the world about people dying from this. And yet seven states still do not care to uh try to try to help flatten the curve you know i uh read a terrible terrible story about a woman uh 90 year old belgian woman suzanne hoylerts hoylerts she gave up a ventilator they gave her a ventilator so she could survive and she gave it up one of the last sentences she said was give it so a young person has a chance to live i've already lived my life and I'm sitting there, I'm like, why? Why? That jackass probably got it out looking for kicks when he shouldn't have been, and then he got it. You probably contracted it by some idiot from Amazon coughing on your box that you had supplies dropped off at your place, and, that, and that's how you got it. Sorry, but no. Should have kept the ventilator. Not passing it up to a young person. No. Should have kept it. I would have argued with her. Been like, nope, this one's yours. It's got your name on it. Take it. (sighs) Another heartbreaking story. A a couple that was married for 51 years died within minutes of each other. Neither one, you know, they were both very ill from it and passed away and everything and yet yet you hear these stories and yet that doesn't give people enough insight to be like oh you know dude just stay inside no they hear then be like man this story could really use a truly and a white claw with my girlfriends uh no stupid it does not Whew. 
my goodness. You guys sick of me yet? Uh, no? All right. Another terrifying fact is that the city of New York came out and said that if the death rate does not begin to drop, that they are looking into the possibility of using public parks as emergency cemeteries. God, what is the world coming to? What is the world coming to? New York City, whose their death rates are literally climbing by every day. Like each day is a new record, which is astounding and horrifying and just something that I did not know could exist out of this. Because three weeks ago, we were on the, we were barely entering this. A month ago, we were like, hey man, something may happen. Something, something I think something's going to go down. And in one month, we went from, yeah, this could be bad, to New York City is now thinking about using public parks as emergency cemeteries due to the fact that 800 people are dying on average per day. And I'm like, oh Lord. Just crazy. Just crazy to think that New York is, is, is being ravaged by this. And it's very odd, very odd because Los Angeles had its first coronavirus five weeks. That is correct. They had it five weeks before the first case in New York. That is insane that Los Angeles had coronavirus for five full weeks before it hit New York and New York has become the epicenter of the world with it. There's more cases in New York City than any other city on earth. That's mind-boggling on how the hell that happened. We dodged a big bullet out here, man, because we're not even leaders. I think we now are third. We're third or fourth in the country now. At one point, we were leaders in the country. Not anymore. I think it's New York, New Jersey, and Michigan, of all places, Michigan, and then California. Just truly, truly crazy. It's getting so bad in New York that a tiger at the Bronx Zoo tested positive for it. A tiger at the Bronx Zoo tested positive for it. That is insane. First confirmed case of a tiger in the world is at the Bronx Zoo. Oh, my Lord, my Lord. You know, but there comes a silver lining. There comes a silver lining. I know I've been bitching about people not keeping their asses inside. However, however, there is a silver lining, like I said. Scientists and seismologists from around the world are now reporting that they've actually noticed the drop in human movement. As much as a third, a third of human movement around the world has stopped. Now, I'm not a numbers person per se, unless it comes to my bank account, and not even that one is a big one, but still, a third of the world population is a pretty big number when you're, con- when you're talking about 7.7 billion. So a third of 7.7 billion has literally stopped moving, which is insane. 
But scientists are talking about how that much of a movement has stopped, has now allowed them to listen to the earth. Now, what that means is that the scientists are now able to listen to things a lot more clearly now. Now, they're talking about uh, tectonic plates and oceanic movements, meaning that there's a possibility that if this can go on for just a little longer, the ceasing of movement, that if that, if that can go on for just a little bit longer, scientists could actually be able to figure out a way to maybe predict earthquakes or a tsunami or something to that effect. What, how, is, how awesome is that? Like how, how interesting is this whole thing when you put it into perspective of the coronavirus? Yes, we all know that the coronavirus was mother nature's way of like being like, look, you guys are a disease and I'm trying to kill you off. So knock it off because I'm trying to save my own ass here on this end. And mother nature is doing that very well. And it's crazy to see on how it is on how Mother Nature has repaired herself since the pandemic went worldwide. So just, just, just incredible, an incredible turn of events, I guess you could call it, when it comes to the, the stability of, of Mother Earth with, with what she's been trying to do. Just crazy, 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 crazy. And, you know, it goes to show that, yes, a lot of people are staying indoors. They are adhering to the simple fact of just stay at home. Stay at home. I'm staying at home. Staying at home and watching my films. Watched yet another classic film, Mrs. Doubtfire. All right? You guys have got to be damn near dead if you do not think that Mrs. Doubtfire is one of the greatest comedies of all time. It's one of the greatest comedies of all time. And if you want to argue that fact, hit me up. You know where to find me on the Instagram. Phone number, whatever. You find me on there, you argue that point with me. How Mrs. Doubtfire is not one of the greatest comedies of all time. Love that film. Love that film. And such a great meaning behind it all. Great meaning. I actually... That movie meant a whole different story to me once my parents got divorced. Oh, my God. When, when my parents divorced, I saw that film in a completely different light. I truly did. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a completely great way. It was such a great film... And a beautiful meaning behind it. Such a beautiful story and everything. And um, little little funny fact about Robin Williams. May he rest in peace. Um, he once wanted to see if the makeup, if his costume as Mrs. Doubtfire was really uh, believable. So in full makeup, in full outfit, he walked into a sex shop. And bought something. I don't know what he bought per se, but he went into a sex shop, made a purchase, 
and paid for it and everything. And the, and the worker didn't even know who he was, just thought it was an old lady walking in there, went and bought something from a sex shop and walked right out. How hysterical is that? You know that that guy went straight to his buddies and be like, bro, some old lady walked into the store, man, she bought candy apple laced panties. Can you believe it? You know a guy went and did that with his buddies that night. I would have been like, did you get her number? Did you get anything? No? But that is, that was hysterical when I heard that out on that. He wanted to see if it was true. Walking in there in disguise, didn't know for one bit that it was him. Speaking of disguises, something that I've always, always found out to be hysterical and pretty cool for like for that matter an overall pretty cool fact uh was that princess diana once again may she rest in peace um was hanging out with one of her good buddies freddie mercury that's right the freddie mercury another one may he rest in peace front man of queen uh one night they were hanging out of course in you know in the castle in Kensington Palace. And, you know, Freddie and, there, like, there was four of them. It was Freddie and Princess Diana and then two of their friends. And uh, Freddie and their two friends were going to go to this, uh, they were going to go to a, um, to a gay pub out there in London somewhere. And she wanted to go. And Freddie was kind of like, no, you know, she's, she's going to get, you know, like a costage. She's going to get, you know, notice, blah, blah, blah. So she, so they, they put a disguise on her. They put a disguise on her and they go to the pub. It was a gay bar. It was a gay pub. And they go and they had an absolute blast. Not one person walked up to her and was all like, are you Princess Di? Not one person did. The only person that people came up to and were trying to, you know, figure that out was, you know, Freddie Mercury. They're like, oh my God, is that Freddie Mercury? He's the only one that got noticed. And I mean, he wasn't wearing a disguise, but still, that, that story is awesome. That story is awesome. I love hearing that story. On, like, on how she was the princess, most, uh, most adored princess of all time all time and she was just like you know hey man i want to go out and party i'm gonna go out and party let's do this not only that she went out and partied with one of the biggest rock stars in the history of rock and roll just a great story great story being out there in london so this is kind of crazy I'm sitting here with so much time on my hands. And because, I mean, I've been quite busy with the podcast. Don't get me wrong. I'm thinking about picking up a new language. Thinking about picking up a new new language. I don't know what you guys are starting to get out there. All like the quirky little ideas. I'm seeing like I'm not doing these stupid challenges that people are tagging me in. Maybe, like maybe see a shot, do a shot. I'll do that one. But. I'm not getting into anything else. 
So with so much time on my hands, I'm kind of thinking about, you know, picking up a new language. Because when I was when I was younger, uh, my father was in the military, right? And he went to he did two years. I, I believe he did two years. Two years in Baghdad uh, when the war first broke out after nine eleven, and he went and did two years in Iraq. And when he came back, he had uh, he had these placards that they would give him. That, that they'd give all the uh, all the members of the military when like when they were out there and it was basic basic Arabic that they would give them basic Arabic uh, words and phrases and whatnot and you know uh, so when he came back I was looking at some of these 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 uh, these phrases and these words and you know they were they were ba- like basic words you know bathroom uh, you know hello good morning good night goodbye things like that. And I was teaching myself for a good minute there, for a good minute there. Every time I'd go to my father's house, I would grab the placard and I would sit there and I would read it and I'd study it. Cause I don't know, like I always thought it'd be cool to learn another language because yes, I do know Spanish. I do have that in the lineage and you know, I know English. So English and Spanish, yes, it's cool and everything, but I wanted to learn like a language that not everybody knew. And that was what I wanted it to be was Arabic. And I was, I was picking it up pretty quick, pretty quick. I was picking it up, but unfortunately, you know, life happens and whatever. And my father and I, we went our separate ways. And, and so it's like, I stopped learning it. And, uh, and then years later when I was living in Los Angeles, when I moved to Los Angeles, um, I was working at this, uh, at this, uh, at, at this facility that we made airline parts. And there was a gentleman there. Uh, his name was Dimitri, which as you can guess, he was Russian. And um, he was, he like, he was like born and raised in Russia. And so I think he was born and raised in St. Petersburg. So I told him that, you know, that, that I'd always wanted to, uh, to learn, you know, Russian. And, and every, almost every day, first thing in the morning, he'd come to me and he would give me a Russian word to learn just one word. And, and he taught me, uh, Kokdila, which is pretty much like, um, like a hello, good morning type of thing. Um, uh, Privet which is, I believe that one is hello, just by itself, privet. And then, yeah, Amerikansky, yeah, Amerikansky, is I'm an American. So, Kokdila, privet, and yeah, Amerikansky. Those three phrases right there, I am, I'm good when it comes to that. But other than that, nothing. Um, so, I don't know, I'm kind of getting that itch of me wanting to learn another language, which would be pretty awesome. So I don't know. I'd like, I don't know. Like I've got a lot, a lot of options, you know, uh, like I can pick back up the Arabic. I can finally get into the Russian, maybe some of that, uh, French, you know, Hey, I do plan on going to Paris at some point, And I do know that 
French hate it when you visit their country and do not know their language fluently. I do know that for a fact. Uh, Hindi? You can get into some Hindi. Come on now. Obvious reasons. Uh, Mandarin. I do plan on visiting Hong Kong, Beijing, you know, all that. I do plan on visiting all that. So Mandarin would be pretty cool. Uh, Japanese would be pretty cool. Um, and Italian, Italian. I've got the Spanish, so I know, you know, how to roll my R's. Um, I know how to flow the Latin, a Latin based language. So I think Italian would be a lot easier, would like, would be the easiest one out of all of them. But come on, I like learning the hard way. And I like, you know, if I could get something with a little bit more of a challenge to it. So that would be that one. So, I mean, it's, you know, I've got some options here. I should have done this when I was a kid. Swear to God, should have done this. Can you teach an old dog new tricks? That is what we're going to find out here, folks. Can you teach an old dog a new trick? Find out tomorrow. We'll see. I mean, it's going to be difficult. And yes, I mean, I don't have any ways of learning this. I'm seriously going like, to go to like YouTube and just you know, type in beginner's French or beginner's Arabic. I don't know. I'm going to type that in, and three minutes later, I'm going to get a knock at my door. Yeah, this is Special Agent Foley. This is Special Agent White. Notice that you typed in how to speak Arabic. We notice that you haven't shaved in weeks. Mind if we sit down and have a talk? I'm going to get that watch. Yep. My phone's going to start getting bugged and everything. I heard once a long time ago, I heard once a long time, that... If you start speaking Arabic on any, uh, like, American phone line, that your phones get tapped immediately. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that's really, really true. I'm going to, like, learn Arabic and I'm going to learn a few sentences like, hey, so when does the one-way ticket come through? When will my one-way ticket from, you know, Los Angeles to Disney World come through? And just see. See what happens. See who shows up at my doorstep. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen or talked to anybody, like physically. So I may just do that just to have someone come out and hang out with me. We'll see what happens. You know. I mean, I don't know if they're going to want to come in. You know, I've got the cough and everything. So they may just want to talk to me through the door. I don't know. We'll find out. I'll let you know how it goes on Friday. Right? Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, I should have done this when I was a little kid. Because you learn a lot. Like, you learn more as a little kid than you do as an adult, apparently, like that. So, yep, when I was a little fat one, I should have done it. Yeah, unfortunately, my brain was not as big as my waistline. So, uh, opportunities missed. Speaking of fat kid news, I read that Twinkies is 90 years old. 90. Can you believe that? Tell you one thing. 
the way that those Twinkies are made, I'm sure that the very first ones made are still alive and they're still edible. Those things do not age. It's disgusting. Disgusting. They should have just done with them when they stopped producing them. What was it, like 10 years ago they stopped making them? They should have just left it. There'd be a lot less little chunkers running around right now. But I was one of them formerly. And by the way that I'm eating in my quarantine phase, I'm on my way to being one of those again. Oh, but Gus, do some push-ups, do some sit-ups. No. It's like a tease for me. I don't want to get teased. I want to go to the gym and lift weights. Okay? But I can't, so I won't. I'm going to go do that. Oh, I'm just getting tired of these. Getting tired of not being able to work out, my man. I'm getting tired. And I hate getting teased on how, like, Major League Baseball and the NBA and all these sports are like, hey, we're getting close, we're getting close, we're getting close. They're, like, giving me false hope when I'm over here, like, yay, I'm not going to spend my birthday by myself, when in reality, it's like we're all going to be locked in our rooms until September. I'm like, great. Because it doesn't bode well that China right now is going through the second wave of it. I don't know if you guys knew that, but China is literally going through round two with the coronavirus lockdown. They opened everything up for a few weeks and it came back with a vengeance and they're like, all right, we got to shut it down. So I'm like, ugh. look, if that happens here, can we just like have fun for like the month of June at least? So, you know, so I don't have to blow out my candles with myself and then input some music in the background and act like there's a lot of people. So, yeah, there's that. It's sad. But hey, we're moving on. We're going to get through this. The good times, the great times, the fun times are coming, baby. We're going to get... I'm telling you. I feel it that we're going to bounce back from this stronger than ever. Stronger than ever, we're going to bounce back. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. And I, for one, cannot wait. I'm dying to get into it. Dying, baby. Because it's truly going to be that. Truly going to be that. You know, a lot of, lot, of, lot of interesting memories were made from this. Oh, before I forget... Congratulations to one of my best friends, Jason. Uh, he, uh, he tied the knot. Tied the knot in a quarantine wedding. Yes, he married his beautiful bride, Jessica, a week ago. Literally just the parents. <laughs> that was it. Congratulations, my man. Congratulations, you too. You know, he took the plunge. He took the dive. Yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to do that. <laughs> For obvious reasons. So, which, for those of you that don't know, it'll be a while before I say why. So, just keep thinking of reasons why. But, um, you know, that's got to be a real bummer, man. Real bummer. I mean, is it really a bummer, though? I mean, if you're marrying the one you love, you don't care. You don't care who's there as long as, as long as the one that you're marrying is there, Right? Saw I saw a video, I saw a video, it, it, oh my god, it was such a great 
video, such a heartwarming video. This couple got married on their on their uh, front doorstep, their front doorstep in New Orleans. And then I guess this musician, this local musician lived right around the corner and he walked on over and he just played his guitar while they had their first dance on their sidewalk. I'm like, you know what? That right there, I'm sure that those two people right there had an incredible time. Just them two. Just them two and nobody else. Awesome. That's the type. That's when you know it's love right there, baby. That's when you know it's love. And God bless them too. They did not need the the opinions or the satisfaction from anybody. That's really good. That's cool. That's good. Makes gives me hope. Oh, it gives me hope. But until then, until then, my friends, that will be the end of your Tuesday edition of the May I Have a Word podcast. As always, I do thank you, everybody. I do thank you for tuning in. This has been an incredible uh, experience for me. And it has been one that I do not regret beginning. It has been one of the greatest rewarding experiences that I've ever been able to give myself. And those don't happen to me very often. They don't. And from the bottom of my heart to all of you that have supported me and everything. And it's been truly, really a shock to see those that have supported me within this and those that haven't. So, um, to those that have supported me, thank you so much. It is truly awesome. And it, and it has not gone unnoticed. It is not going to be overlooked by any means. And for those that, you know, who I thought I could count on and, um, have told me, no, I'm not going to listen. I don't want to, uh, (laughs) you know, Hey, by all means, that support is also very, very inspiring to me as well. And you're giving me the energy to continue to continue to just move on forward and keep putting out great content episode after episode. And I give you my word to those of you that are allowing me to have a word with you every Tuesday and Friday from the bottom of my heart. I love you. I thank you. And we are only going to be getting better. Each and every episode is going to get grander. It's going to be greater. And I, I just can't wait for that. I really cannot wait. But until then, it is just going to be me, myself, and you on this audio adventure every week, every Monday, you know, every Monday. I wish it was every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I wish it was like that. But every Tuesday and Friday, just the two of us. As once Bill Weathers once said. But until then, I will be here, hopefully by Friday. No more sickness, no more pneumonia, no more anything. Because these coughing attacks, man, they're getting brutal. Getting brutal. I almost killed myself watching Wayne's World too. Couldn't even watch a comedy without coughing up a lung. It's not fun, people. Not fun. Stay healthy out there. Once again... 
This is the May I Have a Word podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gustavo Montes. Thank you once again for tuning in. I love you. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Stay indoors and wash your hands. I love you. I'll see you soon. Have fun. Love you.